the states or abroad, no one's safe from the talk is a fraud. In the states or abroad, no one's safe from the talk is a fraud. The following goes beyond the show and beyond the gram to bring you all the fraud that's fit to be uncovered. This is the Fraudcast, and now here's your Fraudcaster and the woman behind Frauded by TLC on Instagram, Katrina. Thank you so much, Hetero Life Mate, and happy to once again welcome Hannah Kawa to the show, Back by Popular Demand. Thank you for being with us. Hello, or konnichiwa. So before we get going, don't forget to check us out on Instagram at Frauded by TLC and on Facebook. Just search for the Fraudcasters group. And we're having a lot of fun every Friday night on the Instagram. It's Frauded Night Live with yours truly. It's an hour plus of live chat where we discuss all the things that have been happening that week and all of the tea. It's a lot of fun, and we hope to see you there. It's Friday at 9.30 Eastern. Coming up later on the show, we have an interview with Raven, who's Ben's brother of Ben and Akini, and he's going to be spilling all the tea, so you won't want to miss that. And with all that out of the way, Hanakawa, let's get started. So we are starting a new segment today called Katrina's Court, where I will evaluate the evidence of a particular piece of news or an item, a news item or a gossip item and evaluate the evidence and make a ruling as to whether it's fraud or not fraud or true or not true. And uh, we don't have any good sound effects for this yet. So bear with us, but we need, we need like the people's court, right? We need the music. I forgot what song. No, that's like mission impossible. I have no (laughs) idea. <laughs> Frauded impossible. All right, all right. So, on this inaugural edition of Katrina's Court, we bring to you the case of Michael's visa. And we're talking about Michael of Michael and Angela. Michael! <laughs> and this is Angela from Hazelhurst, Georgia, <laughs> and Michael from Nigeria. And uh, so, I had come across some evidence at a source, gave me some information that t- said that Michael's visa was denied. No. Oh, no. Yeah. So. Poor Michael. Know, I feel like of everybody on the show, like he's the one that deserves it. <laughs> like, <laughs> Dude, he has gone through so much crap. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'd be like, can you just give it to him for like all the sadness he's endured? All the cake in his face. <laughs> uh, all the cake, all the pictures he had to take down off of facebook oh my god the boats he couldn't ride on the boats he couldn't ride on. All, the, all the boat rides he missed out on <clears throat> oh my god so in the so this is what i was presented with was i have a source that was that's generally been very reliable uh my source inside production tell me that michael did not get his visa now, other sources, other people started I, – so I posted this on my Instagram on Frauded by TLC. I did say that I have not been able to confirm this, and this is because the information has only come to me via this one source. I do not have independent verification about this – about whether or not the visa was denied or not. So – that source has always been reliable in the past, so I don't have any reason to think that it might be incorrect, but I don't have any verification. So uh, when I posted that information, a, a lot of other people started posting that he was actually in Georgia. And 
Right. Well, so we've got the evidence that <laughs> this is the evidence that's presented. We had a lot of people say, my stepkids family lives near there and they've seen him. I said, okay, well get pictures, send them to me <laughs> because Hazelhurst is a real small town, right? If Michael was there, somebody would have gotten a picture of this, right? You would hope so, but I don't know, like Angela and Darcy both are really good at not having anything leak out with their storylines. So maybe she's like locked him in the pantry <laughs> shipped him in and just kind of like in the dark of the night in a blanket pulled him in just hasn't let him outside of the house I mean holding the holding the visa over his head I'm getting my money Michael <laughs> I mean <laughs> but on the other hand I do have other sources coming to me one who now let me see if I can get this relation right so this person has a nephew that was Formerly married to one of Angela's daughters. Uh, I don't know which one. I don't know if it's <laughs> which daughter. I think that's the relation. It's the South. Come on. I, I don't know these things. And, and sorry, you guys don't have me. Um, so I have a lot of people. I have I have that source as well as additional sources that live in the town that have come to me and say, no, we've never seen him. The one that was formerly related to the family has said Michael is not here. They've said definitively that Michael is not here. So on the one hand, we have my source of information, my production source that has historically been accurate. We have a possible was related person saying definitively that Michael is not here. On the other hand, we have followers and people who listen and watch the show saying somebody told me they saw him now none of that is very accurate so i mean none of it is verified at this point you have one that's more verifiable than others i have a, a, a trusted source and a person that has a close interact like a close relationship with the family that would know more so than say a person who lives down the street but a person who lives down the street may have seen them and told their friend. But it's again, this is all just people saying this happened. I haven't seen pictures of him to prove that he's here. But of course, we haven't seen any pictures of him, so we don't know. <laughs> you know, how do you prove that he's not here, right. right? So at this point, unfortunately, I can't make a ruling. There's insufficient evidence to make a, f a final ruling on this. I, I can't make a definitive ruling whether or not he got his visa denied or not. I'm inclined to believe that he did not, that it got denied, is where I would incli be inclined to lean in favor of that evidence versus somebody who's mm -hmm. just this random person that I don't know from anybody who with any kind of history or you know, I don't know who this person is and it's their friend of a friend or relative of a relative or something that has seen them. So until I see pictures at this point, I'm going to tend to lean on the side of his visa was denied. That's Katrina's court for you. <laughs> Gavel down. I would, I mean, I, <laughs> it's so hard, especially with that, because um, I'm wondering if, if it was denied I'm not going to say why, but it's kind of like, I, I know Nigeria is on the list where it's harder to get visas from. I think they call it a high, one of the high fraud oh, right. countries. 
Um, so you already have that going against you. And I don't know how they analyze the relationships. You know, there's a lot of tough stuff to go over, but I think more people would have leaked that he was over here than if he actually was. That's kind of what I'm thinking. I mean, it's a really small town and Angela and Michael together kind of make a statement when they're out and about together. Especially the wedding that she was planning. Like... With DJ Doug. That would be somewhere. <laughs> but talk to DJ Doug. DJ Doug has a pilot can out you there. Go, can you go find yeah, him? Yeah, he's out there. He has a pilot that he did. Have you seen it? Think we, I, no, I have not. <laughs> it's up there on the, on the social medias. I'm not brave enough. I'm not brave enough. So, I mean, I think that if they were there, somebody would have gotten a picture. Somebody would have seen him. Rather than this, well, my so-and-so knows somebody who lives near there and said that they've seen him out with kids. But your theory about Angela hiding him in the pantry might, you know, kind of makes sense, too. <laughs> I mean, I'm just, I'm just saying, like, I could, I could see both sides. I could see them sneaking him in and just not letting him go out. I don't know. There's something weird about where they placed her within the season anyways. How, I, if you look at how they're doing her story, they're like cramming a whole bunch into this little tiny, right? you know, are they just trying to, are they just trying to finish up her story? Cause I know she's kind of not becoming a fan favorite. So yeah, she was a fan favorite up until the tell all last season where there was the, all yes. the, um, the fight, but then the fight got like more. So it got physical. Right. So Allegedly, my source says it actually did. I'm, I tend to believe that source. Everything else they told me about the tell-all was accurate. So, yeah. So, so people then started, they, you know, protesting, and they there was petitions to keep her off because she's an abu- she's abusive and this and that. I'm not going to make any rulings on that. I mean, she, the, the the fact of the matter is, she is on TV. So she's on the show. We're trying to, you know, figure out what's happening. There's some, there was some evidence that, well, not evidence. There was somebody saying that she was brought on the show because this season is boring. But we knew that she was going to come on before the season started. So I don't well, know. Well, they probably already knew the season was boring. I mean, the producers were probably, like, really trying to squeeze some kind of blood out of the rocks that they recorded and like we'll just bring Angela back in maybe because I mean we knew before the season was announced that she was coming back on yeah so you know I mean whether whether there's not as much to their story because I mean that would make sense because if his visa was denied there's not as much to their story especially on the show before the or 90 day fiance the actual one where they have the visa and are coming across mm-hmm. so if they're put inserting her now and maybe they don't have a full storyline for her because his visa is denied yeah yeah i don't know i would say he's not here i would agree with that okay so that's our ruling that's 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 too hard to hide <laughs> <laughs> you gotta let him out once in a while right, right? <laughs> So that's our ruling. If you guys have evidence that you want to present on rebuttal, um, specifically pictures or anything like that, feel free to hit us up. I'm frauded by TLC on Instagram, or you can hit us up at the dump on talkersoffraud.com. All right. 
So moving away from that, I actually have an update. We discussed last week Penisgate, right? <laughs> we hit the history books of Penisgate. And I just, I, you know, I got a little update on that. Uh, based on that story, somebody decided to, to give me a story that I hadn't heard yet. And back, this is about all of that same time. Well, a little bit later. This is about the same time Jonathan and Fernanda were breaking up. And Jonathan was allegedly being kind of a fuckboy and <laughs> would get drunk and send out his dick pic pictures to people, to women. What? Yeah. No way. Allegedly. Jonathan? Allegedly. <laughs> and and my source, my same source that told me that, who, who was the recipient of one of these, she'd been DMing him, you know, she'd been, you know sliding into his DMs and stuff. Saw that he carried Viagra. Oh, God. <laughs> so, you know, that's just my update. You know, what, what are your thoughts? The young ones usually will take Viagra so they can run the marathon harder, but... <laughs> <laughs> Go to Pound Town for a long time. Oh, my God. <laughs> His heart's going to hate him when he's old. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's nothing to indicate that he has an actual uh, dysfunction. Uh, Not so, if he's sending them all. I mean, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with there's no dysfunction and it's just for, for um, enhancement value. Shall we put it? <laughs> um. Oh, so, you know, that's my, my penis gate update. <laughs> Not much to it. Sorry, you guys. I'm going to get into the social media roundup here because there was a lot that happened this week. And then we're going to go into sort of our meat and potatoes of the show. Um, but on our social media roundup, let's see what we have. We have Evelyn of Corey and Evelyn scrubbed all traces of Laura from her Instagram page. Lying Laura. We know that Corey is back in Brazil with Evelyn. <laughs> They're filming again, we think. We're pretty sure. Okay. We've discussed okay. that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, ben of Ben and Akini, you're familiar with these people. I think I know him, yeah. <laughs> if you're just joining us, Ben is Hanakawa's <laughs> ex-husband. She is the mother to Grayson. Yep. <laughs> so, so she might have some insight on this next uh, social media roundup. So Ben responded to someone in a Q&A in his stories where he said that he couldn't discuss his relationship status with Akini. because So people were asking him questions on this Q&A, and everyone was asking him about Akini because they really don't care what his favorite toothpaste is or you know his favorite color. Or <laughs> Of course. <Yeah. laughs> they only care about what's happening with Akini, and he kept saying he couldn't talk about it. So they are most likely filming or going to be filming or talking about filming. Or hoping they'll be filmed. <laughs> I don't know if you have any insight on that for us that you I can share. I don't actually. Okay. Um, uh, he's tight-lipped, but um, I go by analyzing how the social media is, you know. Their posts are so random. If you ever, if you ever see how often they post and what they post... It's, like, nothing for two weeks, and then they both happen to, like, do a QA or some kind of weird thing. That's random. 
Like TLC is telling him, uh, it's been 25 days. You guys need to at least breathe <laughs> on social media. Remind people who you are. <laughs> They're like the most dead couple on on Instagram. You know. There's nothing happening. Like there was a whole bunch and then yeah. there was a drop off. And then all of a sudden it's like, I don't know. Yeah. Um, well, what's, you know, <laughs> that might, that might change again, because, uh, in this episode, we have the interview with Ben's brother, Raven coming up and he oh, spilled right. all. Yeah. He Ugh. spilled everything. You guys, it's a really, really, really good interview. He's got all of the, all of the juice. Um, and so, uh, I'm really excited for you guys to hear that. So, you know, and I guess there's some, some rumors that Akini, is playing into that she may be pregnant to which I say how <laughs> no she's not you know I I actually had to go look at the post because I don't follow either of them on my Instagram um, I try to keep some level of sanity <laughs> and uh, I went and saw the post that people were really talking about and I think people forget that her brother just had a baby Okay. With his wife. Okay. And so the sister is being a great aunt to her nephew, which is their brother's child. Ah. And so, I mean, it may have been fun to, like, not clarify and maybe by contract or something they can't say yes or no when people speculate. But how could she yeah, have been I pregnant? Would, and if she's pregnant now, I have to say. It wouldn't be Ben's. By who? <laughs> <laughs> because he Benjamin has not been back to... To Kenya, unless he's making some shipments that's not money. Oh, God. <laughs> Special <laughs> delivery. Keep it cold. <laughs> FedEx overnight. <laughs> moving on. Moving on. <laughs> oh, well, you know, if, if Grayson has a little brother or sister, then, you know, we'll say we'll, we'll take this back. But Right. <laughs> I'll wait. We'll give it. We'll give it like what six more months, and, and if we don't see a baby crowning, then oh no, no, I don't want to see that. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to believe any pregnancy rumor unless I see a baby crowning. Because even a bump is not, yeah, right nowadays with the stuff that people come up with. Mm-hmm. Does anyone watch Lifetime? <laughs> is that that I didn't know I was pregnant? No. No, it's just those, uh, Lifetime always has those, like, really bad movies of, like, women who pr pretend they were pregnant to get, like, their ex back or something oh, like yeah. that. Oh, yeah. Don't say, don't talk bad about those movies, man. I watched them okay. with my mom. Okay. Like, when I was a kid, all the time. Yeah. That's why I'm like. Those and, and my Hallmark Christmas movies, man. No, oh, my God. No, nobody better <laughs> talk shit about those. <laughs> I won't hate on those. I won't hate on them. Thank you. Um, all right. So moving on, um, Tanya and Sinjin. Oh, we're going to come back to them. So I'm going to skip them for now. Paul and Carini are back in Kentucky. Paul posted to his stories that he, thank God we came to a peaceful agreement and have returned home safe. So they came back together. They're not getting a divorce anymore. Uh, there, there's some speculation, myself included, that this was just a publicity stunt, yeah. Uh, I've seen evidence that it tells me it might have actually been serious on her part. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it might have actually been legit on her part. Um, but let's wish them well. They're back in Kentucky, and let's hope that 
that things can settle for them a little bit more, especially since in Brazil, they allegedly had their their place broken into. <laughs> and the, the it's robber... It's not funny that they got robbed. It's not funny, but it's just the details that he shared about the robbery. Why don't you share those with us? <laughs> just kind of like... <laughs> They dumped everything on the floor, including taking a dump on the floor. <laughs> they took his little penis protectant. His, his penis little, sheath. His little penis sheath. What they want with that, or if they know what it is, they probably think it's some kind of, like, banana holder. Oh, my God. And then, um... <laughs> and then, after all this, they get back, and he posts another story about how she wants a divorce again. So, I just can't even... I can't with them. Oh, it's just, I know. It's that I can see why TLC's done paying that. <laughs> well, yeah. So that's allegedly. <laughs> so yeah, allegedly they're in a beef with TLC and Sharp about not getting paid for all of this footage that they've already shot. I believe that they already did this work, like they already took did the filming, and they're not going to get paid for it. There's some. Well, they probably ruined it with their like divorce, and then we're back together thing. I mean, allegedly if they were filming. Yeah. You know, they're filming about their life, so. Right. Well, allegedly, it's a violation. They violated their contract in some by some social media posts, which, you know, you can say the same for a lot of cast members, especially like, I don't know, Ashley, Jay, Larissa. Like, there's a lot of cast members who, who do this. I'm surprised any of them are getting paid. Right. And I, we don't know. Maybe they are. Maybe they aren't. But I've said this before that I think TLC picks and chooses who they go after. Mm. As far as um, the what what's worth it for them to to fight, you know, is Paul Paul and Karini you don't have they don't have anything right. You can't squeeze blood from a turnip. They know they're not going to come after them legally. They're not going to hire a lawyer or come after them and say no, we didn't <coughs> breach our contract in a f- defense of a breach of contract suit, which is the, what they would have to do in a situation like this if. TLC, if, so TLC is not paying them. Their contract says that they have to fight this. If they're going to fight it, they have to fight all legal disputes in New York. So they'd have to go to New York, initiate a suit against TLC, saying TLC didn't, that they breached their contract by not paying Paul. And then TLC would say, well, we didn't have to because the, you breached this clause of the contract that says, you won't post mm-hmm. the X, Y, Z, and here's the evidence that we have that you did. Paul and Karini then, you know, as a part of a defense to that, then would could say, well, what about this and what about this? And it's a whole huge legal argument, a legal mess. It's a lot of legal fees, and I'm sure Paul and Karini don't have dick to be able to do that. So Yeah, I can imagine TLC just burying the sheer power of that alone. Right, right. So... They have a lot of leverage, so what are they going to do? You know, are we going to see Paul and Karini's next couple of years, or are we not going to see Paul and Karini's next couple of years? Well, I mean, they still get to use the footage. Yeah, they just <laughs> they don't like get- they don't care. They don't really care if they're going to pay you if you like it. If you don't want to be on it anymore, they're like, whatever. We'll use it how we want to. Right, because they already own the footage now at this point. So. Yep, those contracts. Yeah. <sighs> yep. Um, let's see what else do we have. We have Laura saying that she filed for marriage fraud against Aladdin, whatever that means, because she has he she allegedly has evidence that he's been with this woman for months. Now, this has been the okay, so this has been a subject of discussion for a while where 
he was because of the kind of marriage they had or something that if either of them are with somebody else, that's a violation of the law and either of them could go to jail. And I, this isn't entirely clear because nothing Laura says makes any sense, <laughs> but something about she has, she wants to file marriage fraud, whatever that is. I didn't, yeah, I have no idea what it is, but that's what she's saying. She's throwing that around because he's dating this woman from Canada. That's her, her, his partner in his travel company and she doesn't want him to get a Canadian visa and allegedly has proof of all this. Again, I don't even know what filing for marriage fraud is. I, I don't even I don't know, know what that... What does that mean? Like a cause of action in a lawsuit? I have no idea. But Aladdin... God. So Aladdin decided to go on live, Instagram Live with another blogger, and he dropped the N-word. Um, and he's been deleted. He's yeah. He's canceled. <laughs> he's been canceled. <laughs> he's been canceled. That's not the first the cancel culture, and he stepped into it. So <laughs> yeah. So that's not the first time he's been racist. So uh, he's uh, he has a habit of making fun of quote unquote Asians by doing quote unquote Chinese eyes, pulling his eyes back with his hands, try to make them slanted. I haven't caught that one. Yeah, before. he's done that and dropping the N word. So he's done. He's canceled. I'm over him. Um, let's see. Rebecca says the ring that Ziad wears is an engagement ring, not a wedding ring. There's been a lot of posts lately about her court case for failing to uh, pay child support or show up to hearings. She has not come out and defended this in detail, saying specifically that she won't go into details, but it's not what it looks like. And she's not, it's it, that it's hard not to share her side of the story. And more information has been coming forward. Crazy Eyes KM2 uh, Instagram mm -hmm. handle has been posting a lot of past court documents, stuff that has to do with like a mediation that they entered into where she agreed to pay him and child support and custody. But I know that there was also something where he lost custody of the kids because of abuse and was ordered to go to anger management. So she had the kids and then then they went back to him and then she got money from the divorce that he's suing her for and that's what the child support is for or something it's messy y'all <laughs> that sounds very bad i mean i know i wonder if i mean you said she didn't show up to two of the hearings and i'm wondering if strategically she was just like it's best if i don't like yeah not knowing all of the details i don't know what her legal strategy is on this but it sounds messy you know, it really sounds like a mess. And I, I know enough to know that there's, it's never as, e as easy or as cut and dry as one court filing. There's always a lot more to the story and you have to dig deep into it. And as the more court filings are coming out, it's just making this, the whole picture is just getting muddier and muddier and messier and messier. <laughs> and it's not helping to clarify things. So I'm not entirely yeah. sure. Um, in the show, she, all, all, I want to say all the kids she has, but the, her kids are on the show, right? Mm -hmm. They're her two, is it two daughters? Um, I know Tiffany, she posts, she posts with on Instagram all the time. Okay. And Tiffany was on the show. Yeah. That's so weird. It's, it's almost like the ex is just making trouble more than anything. And, and according to her, I think that's what's happening. But under the guise of suing her for child support that she uh, uh, that she says that she doesn't actually owe. 
So I just, I can't say one way or the other what, like, what the real story is. It's really, I think it's too murky to know what happened between them and what gentlemen's agreements they may have had and what was in writing and what's not. But the fact is she has these legal things that she has to deal with and respond to, and they don't paint her in a positive light. But there is more to the story. It is coming out. More will be revealed, as they say. So, and also we have confirmation that Danielle and Big Red Beth are going to be on Pillow Talk. So I'm looking forward to that. All right, let's see what else do we have. Um, Tell All was filmed this weekend. Um, I got a message from somebody saying that uh, in Chicago, saying that we have an upcoming permit for 90 Day Fiance the other way at Daily Plaza in Chicago. Um, mm. So something's going to be filming there for the other way. We don't know what. We don't know who. Um, uh, like I said, the tell-all was filmed this weekend. There were some pictures of the cast hanging out together. We didn't see any pictures of Annie and Robert. No word on where they were and why, why they weren't in the, cast, the pictures. <laughs> Well, Robert, I, I know, he, uh, um, I think Robert posted on his Instagram in his story a picture of himself, and it had, like, New York in the background. Well, he's, he's from Brooklyn, was, right? So maybe yeah. he was spending time there. Maybe. I think, Lots from the past, or he just went home for the holidays. Who knows? But. Yeah, and I think the cast tends to split off in, in sort of, like, cliques, groups of who, the, who they get along with better than others, so that, you know, Annie and Robert may just not have gotten along with the other ones as well. Right. You know, there's not, a t- there's not any pictures of Blake with them. There are some with Jasmine, but not a ton of them all together. Yeah, and they might have been doing their own thing. Um, what we also saw, too, though, in those pictures was that Tom crashed one of those after Damn parties. It, <laughs> Damn it, Tom. <laughs> Which we're going to get into in a minute because we think we know why he was there. Tom is like, you know, the meme that they're doing of Danielle being everywhere. Oh, God, yeah. Tom is actually doing it in real life. <laughs> He's just <laughs> appearing places. So he was at, that was Friday night. He was hanging out with the cast at whatever after party they were doing or whatever. And then Saturday night, he had a party at the Hotel Chantel, I believe it was called, in New York City. That's correct. We mm-hmm. actually had a frogcaster on the ground there doing boots on the ground, <laughs> hashtag journalism, um, boots on the ground there, and went live on Instagram from there with me. Looks like there was a lot of drinking and dancing. There's tons of pictures up. Tom has all of these pictures of him, very, very drunk with all of these women um, including our fraudcaster that was there on the ground <laughs> doing the Lord's work for us <laughs> right it was like a nice place though yeah it was beautiful it was popping it was beautiful as they say so um, <laughs> so this is the speculation of why we think Tom was there at the the cast party or the cast thing the Friday night right so we think that Tom was there, allegedly, to try to recruit cast members for his latest venture, which is this organo gold coffee that he's trying to peddle, which is actually a multi-level marketing company. And don't forget, there's skincare and there's traveling too. Are there really? Oh, that's right. Because that makes sense. <laughs> it's more than just coffee. Coffee skincare. <laughs> 
<laughs> and traveling because that's what always you sell together. <laughs> So we decided to look into this and go, what, what, what is this? What is this organo gold and, and how does it work? So we fell down the rabbit hole deep into multi-level marketing companies because by their own admission, organo gold is a multi-level marketing company. Now, what is a multi-level marketing company, you may ask? So the original definition of a multi-level marketing company arose from a decision in 1979 from that was against Amway. Somebody had sued Amway, the original sort of MLM, as it were. And the FTC defined MLM as a business model in which a company distributes products through a network of distributors who earn income from their own retail sales of product and from the retail sales made by distributors direct and indirect recruits. And that's kind of the key there. So typically the distributors earn commissions not only for your own sales, but for the sales made by the people you recruit under you, your sort of your downline, as it were. Mm -hmm. And in a recent, more recent case, um, the FTC has defined multi-level marketing program as any marketing program in which participants pay money to the program promoter in return for which the participant obtains the right to A, recruit additional participants or have additional participants placed by the promoter or any person in the program's downline, uh, tree, cooperative, income center, or other similar program grouping, whatever they call it in that particular company. B, sell goods or services. And C, receive compensation in whole or in part based upon the sales of the participants, downline, in, et cetera, et cetera. So, what that means is, so people say this is, quote, unquote, py pyramid scheme, which is a business model <laughs> that recruits <laughs> members via a promise of payments or services for enrolling others rather than supplying, like, the actual products, like selling the products. Your money comes from the people who buy it from you, your downline. Actual pyramid schemes are illegal and not sustainable. And so these multi-level marketing companies based on this Amway decision that found Amway technically not to be a pyramid scheme, based on these very technical definitions, they, they do certain things that allow them to call themselves not a pyramid scheme. But they are multi-level marketing schemes. And what that means is that your primary source of income is going to be from the people who you recruit underneath you and the product that they buy and the product that the people under them buy. So you get, it's kind of a closed system. Normally, you know, if you sell a product to the public, that's where you make your money, right? Like mm -hmm. to the end user. The end user pays for it, and that's where your, your profit comes in. Sales complete, yeah. Right. In a multi-level marketing situation, your sales don't, the primary source of your income doesn't come from selling the product to the end user. It comes from what your downline buys or sells. And mm -hmm. typically what, what has to happen is you buy this product yourself. You pay this money into the company for a set amount of product and into whatever scheme. And I'm going to explain this and how it works with organ, um, or, organ, organo, organo gold in a minute. <laughs> But you pay money into it, and you get product that you can then sell or give away, whatever, to the general public or 
And then you also have to recruit people under you to do the same thing. And then they have to buy product and you get a, you get a portion of that sale that they're buying because they're under use. So you get a portion of that and it works down. I think in the organic gold situation, it, it goes down nine levels. And then there's another way around it based on some other way that you can do it. You can actually beat that and get other levels. So the, the way that the compensation works in organo gold is that there's, well, first to get started, there's the bronze level, the silver level and the gold level for the bronze level. It's $199. Silver is $499. And the gold level is $1,295 to get started on a company. And you get a certain amount of product at each of those levels. And then there's also a, the different levels have matching programs in certain amounts of compensation. It's very complicated the way that they explain it. So the, the way that you get compensated, they talk about seven different ways that you get compensated. The first one is by selling the product to the end user. <laughs> Two through seven are all about mm -hmm. how you make money through the people who work under you in these varying levels. There's unilevel, there's dual level, there's pay leg, there's not pay leg. There's, they're, all, they're all based on commissions from your downline. So six of the seven ways you earn money is through the people below you. So you're incentivized to get people below you versus actually selling the product. Mm -hmm. So that's sort of a primer on what a multi-level marketing company is. And you did some, some digging. Why don't you tell <laughs> us about what you did? I did do some digging. So um, curious me because I used to be a stay-at-home mom and this – um, this type of gig was very popular. So there was Sensi, there was, um, what are those darn leggings called? LuLaRoe. LuLaRoe. And all those things you'd get flooded with from being in the stay-at-home mom community. Everyone was selling something, right? right. Photography, leggings, or wax warmers. I was a military um, wife, so it was very popular amongst the, the, that crowd as well. You know very well. <laughs> yes. And we all had parents that probably went to a Tupperware party or Mary, was it Pampered Chef? Mary, Mary Kay. Kay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you saw the ones in like the, you know, fancy cars because they were like diamond level Mary Kay. And then the pink cars, so, pink Cadillacs. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. The pink cars. I used to be envious because I really wanted one. <laughs> um, so my curiosity came into figuring out, okay, well, what does it take to get into this, you know, biz because there's always some kind of like see this person they'll add you to their team whatever so I literally reached out and asked um <laughs> asked Tom himself <laughs> you know um hey you know it's really cool you're selling that I'm interested in getting into that um what advice do you have is there you know someone that you have to contact to work for Organo and I said I wanted to work for Organo he contacted me with somebody who was I'll say very nice um, and they kind of jumped right into what the benefits were of working with Organo. Um, she shared a lot of videos. Um, I would say they're more inspirational videos. I think maybe we could share them. They're just YouTube links, but mm -hmm. um, um, a good amount of them is from, what's this guy's name? Um, Holton Rise Bugs. Rise of the Entrepreneur. Have you seen that? Holton Bugs. Yeah, that mm -hmm. him too. But I mean, they like do like these long 45 minute inspirational, you know, 
uh, in the link itself, it says Network Marketing Pro. Yeah, because that's what they call it in in Organicold. They call it network marketing. That's the buzzword, right? It's just network marketing. So I Googled it. I literally Googled it, and it's just another fancy word for multi-level marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, they also try to use the word uni-level marketing, which is just another version of multi-level marketing. Well, these are all the ways that they get around being an unlawful pyramid scheme is these various compensation issues is how, yeah, there's there's very technical issues with and, and legalistic terms about what makes it something, a, a pyramid scheme. And if you can phrase your word, your, your, your literature in such a way that it, it gets you right outside of that, you're skirting that mm-hmm. line, you're technically, you're, you know, that's how Amway won. Right. And, you know, I tried to get like, I tried to get it out of them. Like, so what kind of selling is this? Um, do I have, do I get to keep a hundred percent of my profit? Um, and I was told that the way it works is that, um, anyone they put under you, you'll get a benefit on a unilevel payout. So, so wait, first, profit. first, first, the first thing they tell her is that she makes profit from the people under her, not from selling yes. the product to the end yes. user. It's the, the first way they tell her is the person under you. Okay. Continue. Yep. Um, and so, uh, she said, what you sell is yours. Being on Tom's team gets you exposure. So that's where it kind of like irked me because Tom has his platform for being on TV. And now mm-hmm. it's like, if you work with him, then you get the same exposure that he has. Cause he's going to be sharing your Instagram page or social media page. Um, but they don't include that some of your business is going to be because you're literally his down line. So, right? so that means that you're paying a percentage of your sales to him. That's that's what's assumed, because if anyone under me is going to be benefiting me, I'm assuming that whoever I'm under is going to benefit from whatever I'm doing. Right. Um, you know, and then it's the whole catchphrase, you know, it's your own business, it's your own team. You do this, you do that. Okay. Um, and then the, the last part of the bait was that someone else who is on the 90 day fiance cast is joining Tom's team. Ding, 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 ding. Ding, And here we have the connection about Tom being at the Friday night get together Yes, a.k.a. recruitment. And he was successful. He was successful. Um, The new teammate, I always like being funny. So the new team member that he has named rhymes with engine. (laughs) Can you guess? Can you guess? And his quote-unquote wife. Yes. So they're still together. There you go. Spoilers. And married. Um, (laughs) Married. Um, And, you know, thinking about it... uh, the kind of couple they are, you know, she went to learn herbal witch doctor. doctor. <laughs> um, so the, the product that they're selling, yeah, let's I'm thinking talk about of it the as if they're, yeah. If we're going by just the coffee and everything, and I, I kept trying to look into the magic mushroom blend that they're saying this is, you probably have notes better than I do on it, but I can see it more aligning with their beliefs, the herbal, so yeah, what this is is there's this this magic ingredient. This coffee has this quote unquote magic ingredient of this this mushroom, and I don't even have the name of the mushroom in front of me right now. 
Um, it's supposed to be the super secret, like heals everything in your body um, type of thing that you just have a, put it in your coffee because that's what people drink every day and you're in, drinking in health every day with this mushroom extract which mm -hmm. <laughs> is a whole as they call it nutraceuticals right so the name of it is ganoderma lucidum yeah which is like the ganoderma mushroom which is from china or something now not saying that there's anything wrong with certain mushroom extract. Um, there is a lot of research on some of these out there. Uh, the research on this particular mushroom is questionable. It's not FDA approved. The use in this coffee and the claims that they make with this coffee are not FDA approved. And the claims that they make with it are not verifiable. So it's there's there's health risks involved with this as well so um yeah so so that is so it's this magic mushroom coffee which actually is um the, the subject of one of the many lawsuits against them but before i get to that do you have <laughs> other fun stuff that you you learned from your your dive that was pretty much that was pretty much where i left that conversation um i tried to clarify um, is this network marketing? Yes, it's network marketing. Is that something you'd like to do? I just had to get it for myself. Like, mm -hmm. is this actually what it is? And well, so because I didn't want to take the bait also, you know, just assuming, because that's what they'll say is you assumed it was this, but we meant this. I'm like, no. Well, they sent you a link that you shared with me that <clears throat> the very first thing they say is it's multi-level marketing. Yes, I, I have so many links here. It's ridiculous. Yeah. There's, there's so much inspiration in this chat. <laughs> the Facebook yeah. chat, the inspirational Facebook chat. Um, <clears throat> now, there's there's literally, this is multi-level marketing in this particular company in general. They're, this is just such a small capsule of what is out there, the information is out there. And we try to condense it for you for just like a bite-sized piece. I mean, we could do we could do episodes upon episodes on this. And in fact, uh, there's a podcast called The Dream. Uh, season two, I think it should be coming out soon. But there's season one is out there called The Dream that goes into multi-level marketing at a really great level. And so each episode is about different aspects of it that go over the history, how they came to be, some of the modern stuff. Uh, one girl goes into one, she buys into it and, you know, talks about it. Because, you know, the thing about these multi-level marketing companies is, you know, how they sell themselves to stay-at-home moms. And, you know, you can be your own boss and you can make your own hours. And, and they're sort of preying on the vulnerability of these people who, with this promise of this dream that you're going to be rich and successful with, your own time on your own time. And you, you know, you, you don't have to work for the man anymore and all of these things. But the reality is over 90% of people actually lose money on these things that go into them. Mm -hmm. So, uh, we, and did you see the small print that they put on the website? Which I think they said nine, 90% of the people who sell make, I think it said, up to 500 a year. I forgot what the actual number was, but it was such a small amount. When you have to pay um, a minimum of $200, it looks like to Yeah, it to was join like in. what was your what was your actual take home and it was 
it was very small. It was nothing you could live on. Like, if you were going to do all this work because you just wanted something on the side to do for fun, sure. <laughs> but you're putting, you're, you have to outlay a lot of money because you have to have, you have to stock the product so that yeah, you, you can buy into it. You have to, well, you, you, so you can share it and give samples and. Exactly. And what I'm learning, what I learned also just from sneaking around the website, I think that their model is that you don't have to have the physical product on you. Oh, yeah. So everyone gets their own affiliate link. And then by purchasing from that person's link, they get that profit. So it's not like you're carrying around suitcases of right. packets of, you know, coffee. Right, um, right. So it's drop shipped. But but they do encourage you to have to give out samples and yes. to have these parties where you're, you're showing the product and stuff. So you need to have that at least amount of product in Correct. order to... to market yourself effectively so again we could go we could go in so far deep on this stuff um and we are not that podcast so we're not going to <laughs> but i'm going to talk a little bit i did being the lawyer i wanted to go to all the lawsuits on this stuff and there is many 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 lawsuits and so i'm only going to touch on a couple of them there was one that was a class action in 2015 that dealt with the fact that the mushroom, from a health standpoint, it had blood thinning properties, and that wasn't advertised, and that can create medical conditions, and it can uh, conflict with different medications that you're, you know, mm -hmm. be contraindicated with health conditions and medications that you take. And so there was this class action lawsuit that was going on that they were able to actually get dismissed in 2016 because they couldn't certify the class of people apparently, which is sort of a legal technicality. It doesn't mean that the merits of the case weren't there. It was, they weren't able to certify the class. Gotcha. There was another lawsuit. So one of the guys that sort of started this company is a guy named Holton Bugs. He was one of like the up and comers and he was this huge, uh, VP and then the like super high up executive and there's tons of videos on this guy and the, the only way I can describe this guy after watching video after video of him is this fucking guy he's that <laughs> he's that fucking guy all right so he goes on and on and on about this and he was a big in this company and then they had a falling out that had to do with <laughs> there there was this lawsuit by other it's called the Ameriscience lawsuit, and there was a jury award um, of over $3.4 million against, against Organo Gold and a couple other companies, and it had to do with um, unlawful transfer of a distributor list and breach of fiduciary, <laughs> fiduciary duties. <laughs> fraudulent transfer of the distribution list, things like that. When the companies merged and took over each other, there was a whole thing because these were all companies that they also were selling the same kind of thing. And then they tried to merge and then took, you know, there was a lot of shady stuff going on with how they transferred this information. And so there was this jury award. And right after that, this Holton Bugs guy, he bugged out. And he left the company. The company, the Organo Gold has, like, scrubbed everything, every instance of him on their website, any reference to him. And he has now moved on into cryptocurrency. Oh, my God. 
in Thailand, I think. So uh, there's some Ponzi scheme cryptocurrency thing happening with him on that, and which is what this guy's history is. Before he came to Organo Gold, this is what he does. So, and then there's some other lawsuit that has to do. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. With fraud, again fraud, regarding ownership interest in some shares of this of the company with this former consultant that was owed money and there's rico violations alleged and that's all ongoing currently so i mean that's just a snapshot of what's happening <laughs> i mean <laughs> so fun yeah. yeah so yeah yeah so you know um that is that is the the or, Organo Gold. That's what Tom's coffee beauty travel company thing is that he's doing. Now, at this party that he had this weekend, this past weekend, there was no evidence of any of that there. It looks to, looked to be like it was just a party. So that was good. I mean, it wasn't like a recruiting event or like, hey, try all this I coffee. I think he was too busy dancing to try and <laughs> to recruit. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so yeah, they had to have they had to show him having fun and living his best life, so that you would want to live that organic gold dream too, right? Oh God. <laughs> oh Lord. Okay. So anyway, um, so that's that. Let's move on to the exciting, the other exciting part of this show today that I'm very excited about, which is the interview with somebody you know. Ah. Now you know Raven personally. I do. And this is. Ben of Ben and Akini. This is his brother and uh, Grayson's uncle. And he sat down with me and had a lot of things to say. And I hope you enjoy that. Yes, I'm shocked you got to sit down with him. <laughs> well, and I I'm asked shocked. him why. I asked him why he was going to sit down with me. And uh, he answers that and more coming up. So here you go. Are you a younger brother or older brother? I am younger. I'm the baby of the family. Oh, uh, okay. So how many siblings are there? Uh, there's me, my sister, my brother, and then we have a sister that's from another mother that's over on the East Coast. Okay. Okay. So you watched the show. I did, yes. <laughs> so so before we get into any, the details about what the show showed versus what is actual reality, tell me about how... What, before the show started, tell me about your relationship with Ben and tell me how you came to find out about Akini and the show. So, I mean, our relationship, honestly, it was never really 100%. Um, a lot of things changed, I'd say, like probably back around 2010 when my mom passed away. Um, a lot of things changed between the dynamic of our family and everything. Um, I don't know if it was caused by that because we really didn't talk that much before that either. Um, but ever since then, especially, it's just been very torn kind of. Um, 
you wouldn't really talk unless you needed something or wanted something or if you saw that we were stressed on Facebook or something. Those are the kind of things you'd reach out for. Um, but more recently, about a year ago now, yeah, about a year ago now, um, he had come up on one of his evictions and was one of his evictions. One of his evictions. (laughs) Yes. Um, One of them. And he was, in fact, living out of his van and called my aunt. Was he he in a van down by the river? (laughs) Probably down by the canal. (laughs) I mean, this Um, is Arizona after all. Exactly. (laughs) So he's living in his van. Um, and so my aunt was like freaking out about it of, oh my God, he's living in a van. He has nowhere to go. So being in the nice brother, I was like, you know what? Come stay with me for, you know, a couple weeks or whatever. So you can get your stuff together and be able to move somewhere or whatever, you know, figure things out. Aww. Well, a couple weeks turned into three months. The only reason he actually moved out was because I was moving into a one-bedroom apartment at the time for me and my roommate to save up to move back east, which sadly hasn't happened yet. But that's a whole different thing. (laughs) (laughs) So, Otherwise, it probably would have went on a lot longer than just three months. Okay. (laughs) And during that three months is when the van got repoed, and that was gone from my parking lot. (laughs) Oh. And that's when the ferry started. so sad the, he was living in a van down by the river and then his van gets repossessed like if yep. that's not the start of a country music song i don't know what is <laughs> hey maybe it'd be a good song though <laughs> hey anybody out there want to write a song about ben's you know river van getting repoed <laughs> I, lost, I lost my 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 van i lost my dog i lost you know <laughs> i don't know Okay, so he gets um, his van repossessed, and then, then what happens? Correct. While he was living with me is when I first found out about Akini and the whole 90-day fiancé thing, and, oh, we're going to try to go on this TV show. And did you know about Akini before, or did he tell you about the show and Akini at the same time? Um, It was pretty much the same time from what I can recall. He okay. was like, oh, hey you know there's been this girl that i've talked to she's over in africa and you know we're gonna go on this tv show and da, da, da. i was like wait what <laughs> okay <laughs> i was like there's a lot to process okay yeah <laughs> okay we'll, we'll we'll learn to go with this okay <laughs> all right all right um but from there it just went on to uh that was when he moved out into the pastor's house and everything that whole debacle <laughs> Um, which, which I think the listeners are going to want to hear about. So I don't know what, what you sure. can tell us about the circumstances surrounding that. Um, I thought he was going to rent a room somewhere, like in someone's house. I had no idea it was the pastor's house until we actually like went to move him. And he was like, oh, yeah, this is the pastor's house. And it was a different house than when he's in now because they moved to a larger house. Because I don't even know how many people they have in that dang house. This is the pastor that, so he's renting rooms to lots of people. It looks like. Um, I think the others are just family. So they're not even like renting rooms to them. They just have them (laughs) shacked up. Okay. (laughs) All right. Okay. Okay. Um, I think his was more a situation of, I need somewhere to go. Do you guys know anybody? And they were like, well, come stay with us. Interesting. Interesting. So say like, couldn't he just like go on Craigslist and find a room to rent? But we know he has a history with Craigslist. So I don't know, maybe (laughs) not such a good idea. 
for those of listeners just joining us, there's some uh, speculation, not confirmed, from a couple of different sources that uh, he has spent, that Ben has spent some time on Craigslist in the personal ad section that is no longer up. So um, we don't have those anymore, unfortunately. We don't have screenshots of this. So I can't give you the absolute verification on those. Anyway, so you move Ben into his pastor's house. Mm-hmm. And then you took all his booze. I did. Well, my sister took some too. <laughs> well, you share the wealth. We split it up. <laughs> <laughs> but that's because Ben didn't want to move it in with himself. I mean, into the pastor's Correct, house. because he felt that it was a respect issue. He, you know, didn't want to bring it in the home if it's not wanted in there, and yada yada yada. So. <laughs> But he had this huge, well, a decent-sized stash of booze of his own, and then he goes on this TV show criticizing Akini for for getting super drunk off of two sips of a margarita, which I know a lot of people have commented on that she obviously doesn't drink that often if she's getting that drunk off of that little of a drink. Or some people are also saying she's just playing it up for TV. Either way, like... If I could get that drunk off of two sips of a margarita, like maybe I wouldn't have been the alcoholic that I am, (laughs) you know, because it took a lot more than two sips of a margarita. It took a lot more than a margarita or five to get me where I needed to be. So, but you know, it's all good now. (laughs) (laughs) So in any case, you move him into his pastor's house and at, at this point, he's also telling you about the TV show and stuff. Did you? Is he telling you that he's going to bring Akini back to, to the U.S.? Is any of that planned at this point that you're aware of? Not that I was aware of. I mean, I knew they were going on the 90 Day Fiance show to, like, you know, try to get engaged. And then, obviously, after that, she would come over. At least that would be the normal deduction that any person would make <laughs> if you're going to get engaged to somebody. <laughs> right. Right. So when you when he told you about this, what was your impression of of what their relationship was like? Was, was it just like let's go see if it, it it works out, or are we engaged, or the show is just a formality? Or from what I knew at the time, they were just dating. They had been dating for like six months or so at that point, and they were like, "Well, let's go and meet up in Africa, and hey, you know, maybe the show will help pay for it or whatever, and that way we can meet and that and that and that." Which obviously we all know they're not going to pay for. <laughs> interesting interesting so he said that to you that he thought the show would pay for the trips correct at times we did talk about that okay and do we know if tlc did in fact pay for some or any of the trip i don't believe they paid for any of it i don't know for certain but i don't believe that they did okay i mean obviously okay. you get the conversation in the end from the tv you know episodes and everything but as far right. as actually like paying the trans and everything no he paid everything from my understanding Okay. Okay. So he's been evicted from two places and he just had his van down by the river, get repossessed. And he is going to go buy a bride in um, Kenya. And and this has drawn a lot of uh, ire from the, the interwebs because as we know, he has a son, Grayson. Um, Correct. For My the, right. Your nephew, Grayson. Um, we interviewed uh, Hanakawa a couple weeks ago. She's also my co-host this week. And um, so you guys know who she is. If you haven't heard her interview, that was a couple weeks back. Um, I think it's episode four. Correct. And um, go ahead and listen to that. And, and 
there's a lot of good information in there. But this is a completely sort of, this is a different viewpoint. And so I was excited to get you on, Raven, because <laughs> you do have a different viewpoint. Now, uh, you gave me permission towards the end of this, as the season came to an end, you gave me permission to sort of expose you as as my source, as it were, because I don't reveal my sources, but you, you actually said, yeah, you know, um, we can put it out there. Part of this too is, is I know a lot of people would come to me cause I can't, I, during the season, I, I would release information that some of it I had gotten from you mm-hmm. and people were like, Oh, it sounds like a bitter ex-wife, blah, 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 blah. And she actually, and we've talked about this before. She has actually didn't leak any of that. And for those of Correct. you guys who have heard her interview, you hear how classy and full of grace she is even speaking about that. And she like, doesn't, she does. It's like almost like she doesn't have a bad word to say about him, but <laughs> obviously they're not like things aren't great. But she she does it in such a classy way that you can't fault her for any of it. Um, I know she there was a lot of good um, people had a lot of good things to say about it, but it's a different viewpoint than a brother and family dynamics in that regard. And so I thought that your viewpoint could give us sort of a different view of, or the same view of what we're, we've been seeing, <laughs> you know, maybe, maybe you're, you're corroborating some of the stories and, and um, so far, you know, um, I think the other thing that a lot of people want to know is, is why, like why you're coming forward and in, in a way throwing your brother under the bus. And we can, I know the, I think I know most of the reason chronologically it may not make a whole lot of sense at this point, but I think let's, let's get into that. So basically the reason why I started coming forward on things is when the show first aired, even with the first episode that he was in, I was just absolutely disgusted at the way that they were showing him of like this poor broke man that, you know, does all this stuff for his son and, you know, got wiped out and this and that, and he's hit the bus everywhere and this and that, because for over a year, I drove him almost every single weekend to go back out to Hanakawa's house to take Grayson home every single Sunday so that he could see his son every weekend or the weekends that he did see him. And I had done that for over a year even during while he was on the trip and everything, as soon as he got back, it went right back to normal plans of we were, you know, driving him and everything. So then when we got to the end of the season and there was the tell all where he was all, Oh, my family didn't support me in this and didn't help me in this and that. And they were just, you know, basically bad mouthing us. And I was like, are you kidding me? How did I not support you? Like I was driving you every weekend to go see your son and take him home And that's not supporting you. That's not helping you. And then furthermore, people were going on Instagram and were saying like, oh, how could your family betray you like that? I'm sorry that they did this to you, da, 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 things like that. And he never said a lick of anything to them. He was just like, oh, thanks for your support. But yeah, he goes on there and makes a whole post about, oh, don't talk crap about Akini's parents. And so I felt really betrayed by that. I was like, I was hurt. And so I confronted him about it. And I was like, how is this not supporting you? And he was like, oh, well, you guys didn't talk to me for a couple of weeks. And I brought up the fact, I was like, really? Because I was driving you and helping you. And normally we really don't talk that much anyway, unless you need something. Or if you think something's wrong from like our Facebook post or something like that. 
And it just ended up exploding in this whole thing. And I just told him, I'm like, look, you know, I can't do this anymore. I've reached my end. You know, I'm going to settle things with you because I had owed him some money at that point. And so I settled things with him and I was like, I'm done. I can't do this anymore. And his response was, okay, best wishes. Have a great life. So he didn't give a shit that you were cutting him off. And he didn't give a shit that he had, in your view, betrayed the family. Absolutely did not care. Okay, so for those, I'm just going to explain a little bit of this. On on the the tell-all, and I think the episode before the tell-all, Ben had talked about how his family didn't support him. He had not told his family this, that, and the other thing. They, they, when he called or texted to say he'd gotten married according to their custom or whatever, the family basically cut him off and wasn't supporting him and didn't respond to text messages and sort of just cut him off. Now, what you're saying, Raven, is that that's absolutely not true and that you continue to drive him every weekend. And uh, I believe I've seen some text chains where he's the one that wasn't responding to you guys. It's like all of you guys as a family reaching out to him and him not responding to you. Correct. There was probably about a good nine days that we had no idea what was going on while he was in Kenya. We didn't know if he was dead in a ditch somewhere. We didn't know if he was having a great time living his life, whatever, because we would ask questions and be like, hey, how's things going? What's going on? You know, when are you coming back? Things like that. And we would get no response. And then nine days later, we get a third person message saying, Ben is now married. And it's like, wait, what? A of third person message like that. What do you mean? Well, yeah, because it like it was written in the third person. It just said Ben is married now, or like Benjamin is now married. And so it wasn't even sounding like he wrote it, but it came from his account. And then came a big long explanation of, oh, this was a cultural customs thing. I wanted to respect their ways, and this is why I did it. And I hope you can understand. Da, 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 da. Well, it wasn't that we didn't understand, it was just we didn't talk to you for nine days, and then we get this third-party message saying, you're now married. Of course we're going to be confused. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds very confusing. And I and I understand, too, from when Hanakawa and I talked was you guys reached out to her, too, to see if she had heard anything, being the mother of his son. Mm-hmm. And she didn't know either. And, uh, you know, she was not privy to any of the text conversations or anything like that. So she didn't know what you guys were were talking about, but which is why I think this your viewpoint is very, very interesting and and provides a bit this bigger picture to what's going on, because as as classy and full of grace as Hanakawa is about when she talks about him, it's still an ex-wife, right? So people are mm-hmm. always going to attach a certain amount of bias to it. And, you know, they may do the same with you. You know, we have, people have their biases, whatever. But giving this more complete picture of who Ben actually is and what was said on the show shows the sort of how big the fraud was, whether oh, it was him so. pushing it or whether it was TLC pushing that narrative. Either way, he was complicit in it and putting this narrative out there that he's this poor single dad, was wiped out in the divorce, whose family abandoned him because he married this girl. And none of that is true. None of it. So in addition to the, you know, fun, salacious past stuff like, oh, you know, he was evicted twice, got his van down by the river, repossessed, lives at his pastor's house. He actually does, you know, drink a lot of alcohol himself. Not a lot, like in the sense that 
me as an alcoholic drink, but <laughs> as like, you know, just, a, you know, a normal amount, exactly. anything more than a Keeney's two sips. And so what we're seeing then is that that's, that's not true. None of it is true. And what I learned this week is that you guys had this whole family dinner that was filmed. That Correct. was actually filmed at an Airbnb because they wanted to make it look like he lived on his own. What can you tell me about that family dinner? Um, it was a very awkward dinner, I would say. Um, we had pizza that got ordered and we were playing life, although, of course, it was staged as all get out. So it was let's move the pieces around and let's spin the little spinner so that it looks like you guys are playing. <laughs> No, it, it was not a real game night. It was like, oh, just move little pieces around and spin a little spinner. That way you guys look like you're playing and eat your pizza. <laughs> All right. Um, but production was this, a, was was this like, a dinner that you guys would have had normally? Was this a, Oh, God, no. Okay, so everything was just completely, the producer says, let's have a family game night, make it look like. They were basically trying to make it look like a happy little family, okay. which is not the correct picture because we hadn't done family game nights since my mom passed away. <laughs> okay. Which is when you said that things started to go south with your relationship with Ben. Correct. Okay. So continue about the, the dinner. So the dinner production was like completely trying to like have us act like we're the combative type as like you know, saying, oh, my God, are you crazy for doing this? You know, what about, you know, if you need shots to go over there? What about your son while you're over there? You know, talking about, oh, you know, you could still back out of this. You don't need to do this. Um, and then they brought up a lot of interesting stuff in that whole conversation that just kind of floored me. For example, talking about once she's over here, he wants to do what's called a covenant marriage. And that yes. was one of the things that shocked me like super crazy when I found out what that was. Can you explain was, to the listeners what, what that is? Because I had to look it up. So a covenant marriage, from what I've seen online and from what I've been told by himself as well, from Benjamin, is that essentially you have to go to counseling before you can get married. And then once you are married, there's basically no way to get out of it unless there's like domestic violence, sex abuse, or, you know, similar types of things going on in the home. And even then you still have to go to counseling to get the divorce before you can get divorced. So this is something that Arizona recognizes as a legal marriage, as a different type of marriage than a standard marriage. I think it's a few other states have it as I well. I think there's maybe only like eight to 12, if I remember correctly. There's not a lot of them. Okay, so this is a legally recognized kind of marriage. It's like um it's like a church very specific like the church covenants on a marriage like sometimes you know Catholics, you know, I don't they require counseling and stuff before you get married. There's certain requirements before you get married and and after you, you know, if you're going to get divorced and stuff that church tradition and church covenant and, and doctrine says. So this is basically like state sanctioning that type of thing. Correct. Right? Okay. So Ben wanted to do this with, wants to do this still, as far as we know, wants to do this with a Keeney, which means that the normal Arizona state laws regarding marriage aren't applicable. There's a whole sort of separate section of law. Now, I don't practice family law, so I don't know a whole lot about how the mechanics of this work, mm -hmm. but... Uh, from what I've read, 
it's 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 pretty binding like <laughs> it's very binding that's why i was like wait what <laughs> and i don't know if Akini's aware of that because there's like the religious tenants and then there's the state legal tenants <laughs> about getting out of a marriage and in a lot of places where like you can get a no fault divorce and like in virginia where i got divorced my divorce was if you have kids and it's a no fault divorce, like you have to have, you have a one year waiting period and by no fault, meaning there was no adultery. There's no uh, domestic violence. There's, there's none of that. And in my case, there wasn't, it was fairly amicable. We just, you know, we ran our separate courses and, and so we did have the one year waiting period because we have baby frauded, but otherwise we didn't have to show, I didn't have to show that he was abusive because he wasn't and there was no, you know, infidelity or anything like that. In a covenant marriage, you have to show all of those things, right? And show that even despite that, you went to counseling and, you know, this, it's okay that he beat me because I probably deserved it type of thing. (laughs) Like, I'm just, I'm just speculating, you guys. I don't know for sure. Don't come at me with that. (laughs) Um, what I've read online, that that's exactly what it sounds like, though. Yeah, you have to, it's the burden of your proof to prove that this is going on, and that's why you want out. Okay, so you learned from production or from Ben at this dinner, this staged family dinner. He was the one that actually brought it up. Okay, so did you guys have a genuine reaction to that, or did you have your stage reactions that TLC told you to have? Oh, I had a genuine reaction. I was just shocked. I'm like, wait, what? And my sister, and she just like she sat there and she's like, um, huh? <laughs> <laughs> and did he give you any further explanation? Did he say anything? Did he try to justify it? Did he what anything happen just there? Basically said that that was the type that he that was the type of marriage he wanted to have, and that's what you know. I don't remember if he said they had talked about it or not, but I know he said that that was definitely his plans for it. Is that he wanted to get a covenant marriage, and that those were the stipulations of it, things like that. Interesting. Okay, so what else happened at this dinner? Um. More pizza eating. <laughs> <laughs> did TLC um, give you like any actual scripts or did they just feed you lines that they wanted you? They just fed lines. They didn't give like okay. an actual script, but they they definitely were trying to be like, they were trying to make us seem more argumentative with him. Like they were like, oh, you know, talk about more of your fears of him going over there and, you know, talk about what could happen to him over there. And I'm like, he's an adult. He's going to go if he wants to go. We can't stop him. <laughs> <laughs> Which is probably one of the the most logical things people have said, you know, you don't see that on TV because obviously, That's you know, TLC, <laughs> this is not, you know, TL, this is what TLC does is they, they force these, these dinners or these conversations and they push this narrative of this argumentative family when really your reaction is, well, he's, he's a grown ass man. Let him do what he wants. Right. So after the fake dinner, then at what point, so what, then he goes to Kenya. Mm-hmm. Okay. Did you talk to him? You did talk to him or you didn't talk to him much while he was in Kenya to keep you updated? We barely talked to him. I mean, like he'd send some pictures in the Facebook group chat and be like, oh, here, we're having a great time. And then, like I said, there was that 90 period where we just heard nothing. And we How- were like, Hello. <laughs> <laughs> How long was he in Kenya? 
I believe it was just about two weeks that he was there. Okay. And half of that he wasn't even talking to you guys. Correct. Okay. Okay. And then he comes back married. Yep. <laughs> well, married. According, married. <laughs> married according to her, you know, country custom or her whatever, custom. which which I understand isn't even a thing anymore, but whatever. So it, it makes for good. It's illegal according to Kenyan law, but, you know. <laughs> it makes for good TV, so... <laughs> He comes back uh, engaged, married, whatever. Um, did he tell you anything about his time in Kenya? Did you talk about it? Did you talk about Akini, his reaction, the fact that he, he, you know, banged her before he was technically married? Like any Definitely of that? Definitely didn't talk about any of that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> At this point, he was already moved into the pastor's house. So, I mean, I wasn't really seeing him that much besides when I would drive him on the weekends with Grayson. <laughs> Okay. And so, like, we'd have, like, little conversations here and there, like, as I'm driving. But for the most part, I mean, it wasn't like, oh, this is what we did every day. You know, this is, you know, we did it and everything because we were buried in the church's eyes or none of that. Okay. <laughs> Good. So you didn't have to discuss uh, Akini's cookie jar with him. We did That's not have to discuss the cookie jar, thank goodness. Because when I saw <laughs> that on the show, I was just like, are you kidding me? We're how old? And <laughs> ew, number two. <laughs> <laughs> Um, interesting. Okay. So this has all been very, very fascinating. And, um, so then, okay. So just chronologically, just to finish out this storyline here at some, how long after he returned from Kenya, did you cut ties with him? I actually just recently cut ties with him. I'd say it's probably been, maybe about three weeks now, okay. maybe a month. How um, long was it from when he got back from Kenya to... Oh, God, he got back from Kenya like a year ago now. Okay, so there's a really long time post-Kenya. Oh, yeah, it was... Because, like I said, I was still driving him like every weekend with Grayson to take him home to Hanakawa so that he could see him on the weekends and stuff. And, you know, so I wanted to help him with that because I said I would help him and then he was busting everywhere else or lifting whatever he was doing. But lift out there would be like a bazillion dollars. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was still driving him on the weekends and helping him that way. And then all of the show happened and I was just like, what? This is not who he is. Like this, this isn't him. Why are you guys portraying it like this? Like that's not the situation at all. Okay. So, um, so he's going to have if, quite the reaction to this if he if he listens to this. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's not like you've been I mean, quiet his online. Already was take care, have a great life. <laughs> right, right. You do you do you right. Um, I mean, it's not like you've been quiet online. You've you've been you know fairly vocal. Like I wouldn't say you've been out there like you know f waving this flag around about what a shitty person he is or anything. But when asked, you'll answer the questions. And um, so it's not, it shouldn't come as a surprise to him that his family is talking the truth about him, <laughs> I guess. I doubt it. What I think is much, one of... Much doesn't surprise him anymore. <laughs> apparently he doesn't care. I mean, I don't know. Like, I find I it fascinating. I don't think he does care. I think he he's just in his little... I'm a, I'm a celebrity now world and I'm going to live my little life and post my fake Instagram things saying that I'm, you know, off at church with my son when he didn't even have him that weekend. Oh God, really? <laughs> oh yes. That, that <laughs> happened too. <laughs> Cause I, I was like, wait a minute, you don't even have him this weekend. How is this going on with like, 
you don't have him. He's with somebody else. <laughs> oh, Lord. Um, what I find fascinating is the beginning of the season, this was the boring couple, right? And, <laughs> and like, I remember somebody somebody who was tangentially related, like somebody who knew somebody who worked with him or something had reached out to me and be like, well, I know this one person, but it, it's really boring, you know, it's the boring Ben guy. And okay, whatever. And now it turns out, he's, <laughs> you know, what we've learned about him is it's like, oh dear God. So I want to get into some of the questions, the Facebook book group, the fraudcasters have for you. Um, okay. Audrey wants to know what was Ben like as a kid? Um, you know, I mean, as a kid, he was a brother, you know, we went to church on the weekends and, you know, we had family dinners, obviously, because we were a family back then. Um, I mean, and then around teenagehood, that's when we started splitting and going different ways, because that's when my parents got divorced and I went off and lived with my mom and he went off and lived on his own and we all were doing our thing. So, <laughs> <laughs> okay. And, and that kind of goes into the question. One of the other questions that um, a couple other people had was um, Finnegan specifically asks, has Ben always been that religious? Is his whole family that religious? Can you give some insight on that? He's definitely not always been this religious. Like, I mean, he's gone to church and done the church thing, going to church and everything. Um, our immediate family, like me and my sister, my dad, my mom, when she was still living, we were definitely not all that religious, um, especially not Christian. As you even stated the other day, I'm Wiccan myself, so I'm definitely not in the whole <laughs> Jesus category and all that. <laughs> you're not You're not singing hymns, rocking in a corner? I am not <laughs> singing hymns, rocking in a corner, no. <laughs> well, that's just bad. Okay. Um, so... The, another question that um, several people have asked is, have you met Akini in any way? Obviously, you haven't gone to Kenya to meet her. Have you met her on Skype or FaceTime? Have you texted with her? Had any social media interaction with her? Have you talked to her on the phone? What kind of interaction with Akini have you had? I talked to her like once on video chat when I was basically forced to because we were sitting in the living room and he suddenly went on video chat and was like, here, say hi. And like moved the phone over and was like, oh, oh, hi. How you doing? This is awkward. <laughs> I, okay. I was not planning to do this. <laughs> <laughs> so he hasn't like he hasn't tried to introduce you guys or anything like that. No, I mean, like, he tried to get me to talk every now and then when I'd be driving, and I'd be like, um, I'm driving right now, I need to focus on driving, so no. <laughs> like, there's what too much traffic, that's not happening. <laughs> what about um, other family members? Do you know if, like, your dad, um, your sisters, anybody else has talked to her or been, quote-unquote, introduced to her? No, I mean, my sister was there when we got the forced video chat. So, I mean, that was her only real interaction with her as well. Um, I think she follows her on Instagram. I'm not totally sure, but she doesn't like talk to her or comment and all that. So, okay. So, so Ben hasn't tried to introduce his quote unquote wife slash fiance to anybody in his family. No, because but I'm pretty sure that he's spun some sort of story that we're horrible people. So, <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, well, we know what he's, he's done online, um, and on the, the, the show. Yes. <laughs> we know what story he's told there. <laughs> Somebody asked, uh, Roberta asks, is he, he meaning you Raven lending or giving money to Ben for the K1 visa to get a key to the States? I would think he needs a co-sponsor. 
Do you have any insights there? And Christine follows that up with, that would be my question too. Who is co-sponsoring her as Ben doesn't seem to be financially stable enough to do it? As far as I know, from what we've seen online, he is the only one that's sponsoring it. Um, there is no co-sponsor listed on the application thing, unless that just doesn't show up online. Um, but I definitely have not been giving him any money for that. I would not give him money for that because I'm like, really, dude, you, you got to go over there and buy a wife and not find someone here or like support your kid or buy a car. And then, you know, just... I'm like, priorities, folks, priorities. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of that, do you know, somebody asks, Bree asks, uh, do you know if he will ever have the bride price paid off? And does anyone in the family really know what the bride price is? Or do you think it's all a scam for money? I could have sworn I remembered sometime that we were talking about it that he said it was like $2,000, but I don't like a hundred percent remember, but I thought we had spoken about it. He said $2,000, but then other people have said that they've heard higher than that. So honestly, none of us really know what the bride price is or if he's ever going to be done paying it off. Um, especially since he now just went off and bought a, you know, used 2013 vehicle, pretty sure he's not going to have a lot of money for everything else. Now that he's making those payments as well. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, Interesting. Okay. Another question uh, Maria has is what, what do you think about Akini being a stepmom to Grayson? Do you think that she will be a good stepmom or what do you think is going to happen if she's not a good stepmom mom, or doesn't care to be? What, do you have any thoughts on that? Um, I mean, I, I literally haven't had that much interaction with her to know how she would be with Grayson. Um, but at least from what I've seen portrayed on the show, she doesn't want to be a stepmom. She doesn't even want kids right now. So I'm just like, why are you forcing her into this situation if you know that it's going to be friction? And why would you do that to your kid as well if you know that the person doesn't want to be around kids, basically? Right. <laughs> Force them into a covenant marriage. Um, Kelly asks, do you know if Ben has told Grayson about Akini? Um, from what I understand, he has talked to him about it. Um, he talked to him about the trip and everything. He hasn't like introduced her, I don't believe, but they've talked about Akini and he somehow wants to eventually take him there to meet, you know, her family and everything, but we'll see if that ever actually happens. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, another question somebody has, um, and I'll, before I go, come back to your your thoughts, are is what is wrong with him? Why is he so effing controlling? Asks Elizabeth. <laughs> um, honestly, I'm not sure where it came from. I think he just liked to try to be in control of situations, and I think that's now stemmed into the rest of his life. And when he's not in control of something, he doesn't feel very good. He feels very anxious and awkward. And, you know, I'm sure we've seen that on the show when he's been in some of these situations where he wasn't in control of things and he was sitting there sweating bullets. And I'm sure it wasn't just because of the temperature. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what Hanakawa said, that that was kind of his MO in awkward situations, that that was him. So that at least was accurate. <laughs> so coming back to you and your your sort of individual thoughts, I mean, we've covered a lot of topic and a lot of time chronologically. 
what is there stuff in there that I didn't uh, touch on that you want to touch on? Is there anything else that's out there that you want to address that are holes that need to be filled in? Things like that. Um, just basically like, I mean, I'm not doing this to be vicious or anything. I just, I don't want people being fooled by everything that's been put out there. And because I also know that he's one to spin things if it's not going the way that he wants. And obviously me cutting him off is not what he wants. So he'll probably spin that however he wants. <laughs> but, you know, in all actuality, basically when I told him I'm done helping, it was sayonara get out of my life <laughs> he had so, no use for you once you i was of no use provide so. for him. exactly <laughs> so you don't have any contact with him at this point this point like even through the family or anything at this point i've got no contact with him i blocked him on facebook instagram everything because he had deleted one of my profiles and severely restricted the other one where it wasn't even showing that we were friends on everybody else's side anymore and so i was like why didn't you just block me dude like if you're gonna go through all that just block me <laughs> does he have the same kind of does like what kind of relationship does he have with your other siblings um him and my sister rarely ever speak okay I mean, what about your father? She's basically just only come around like for Grayson's birthday party that he was having. She came around for that, but otherwise they don't really talk. They haven't what, talked in ages. <laughs> okay. Um, what, what about uh, your father? With my dad, he doesn't speak to him at all. I mean, they haven't spoken in years and years and years, which I think is what he was going to end up saying in the episode before they cut it off and she started speaking about other stuff. Um, but, you know, they they had their own problems. He blames things that did not happen, but that's not my story to give away because that's, you know, him Got and it. my dad. Um, right. But, yeah, they, they've definitely had strenuous times in life, and they are not talking. But thankfully, me and my dad have a great relationship. Me and my sister have a great relationship. So, Okay, so the relationship that you have with Ben is specific. to It's, it's Ben-specific. It's not Raven-specific. It's not like you cut yourself off from the rest of your family. And oh, goodness, the no. <laughs> Yeah, and he was a collateral damage. It's he, He's... This relationship has been damaged by, you know, I guess, depending on whose viewpoint, you know, his own actions. And you don't have that same kind of issue with your sister or your father. Like, you guys are all still really close. But exactly, Ben has elected to live this other way and had not have his family. What and about, thankful uh, to have Hanakawa in my life because we've reconnected and been able to form a relationship. And I'm able to see my nephew through her, so... Well, that's what I was going to ask is, is I understand that uh, Grayson actually gets along and has a great relationship with his aunts and uncles, you and your sister, and then his grandfather, your dad. Um, can you elaborate on that at all? Um, I would say me and my sister have wonderful relationship with him. We get him gifts and stuff and getting him little puzzles from the dollar store. And he's just absolutely in love with them. We go to family dinners at Olive Garden and we have an amazing time. We sit down, we eat and we play with him. And he's just such a little gooper. I love him to death. <laughs> so you do get to um, see him a lot. 
Oh yeah, we we definitely make our times to see him. Even if we have to go all the way out there, we make it happen because so it's li- worth it. <laughs> he lives a, a distance away from you. It's about forty-five minutes. It's about like 45, 50 miles from us because we're on the west side of the valley, and they're on the far, far east side of the valley. <laughs> Got it. Okay, I have no idea of Arizona geography. I've driven through it. When I lived in San Diego, I drove through it to go to Texas, which I don't recommend. <laughs> driving through it or going to Texas, but you know, don't, don't at me y'all. <laughs> all my exes live in Texas. I swear I'm that country music song. Um, not all anymore. Anyway. And then as far as between Grayson and yeah. um, his grandfather, my dad, um, I know he hasn't seen him like in person since he was a little baby. Um, but we did recently have a video chat with Hanakawa and Grayson when we were on vacation in Pennsylvania together. Um, he was able to video chat with him and talk with him a little bit. And he does want to come out here and see him again sometime. So working on making that happen. <laughs> good. good. Well, that all sounds really good. I mean, it all sounds like you guys as a family have all sort of come together to rally around Grayson and, and family. I mean, I know family relationships can be very compli- complicated at best. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, I know my own personal relationships with my siblings and my family is all very, can be very complicated, but you know, to, to know when to set stuff aside and when to be able to, you know, pull together and, and all of that, I think is important. And it shows that you guys, that despite Ben, and despite Ben's best efforts, you guys are all coming together to be in Grayson's life, who is your family, you know, your blood family. And I think that that um, that's awesome. And family is really what you make of it, right? Mm-hmm. Like you make your own family. And if you're willing to have that family and have that extended family relationship, you can. And exactly. you're, you guys you guys are a great example of that, of, of showing how, you know, you and Hanakawa, you know, Ben's ex-wife are you know, reconnected as, you know, on a friendly level so that you have access to Grayson and she's helping to facilitate that and you're helping to facilitate facilitate that. And I think that that's all really, really nice to see. And it's kind of a shame that Ben is missing out on that by his own actions. It is. Um, it's definitely hurtful. Um, I won't lie. When I first got that message, that was basically saying goodbye, have a nice life. Um, I, I cried a lot. I won't lie. It hurt um, because it did cut me deep. But, you know, I just realized I have family that loves me and that cares about me. And I still have access to my nephew through Hanakawa. So I'm OK. You know, that's the biggest thing. I want to be able to be in my nephew's life. So. OK, well, you know, I. And I guess I guess that's really all any of us can hope for, right? Is <laughs> we have people around us that love us and care about us, despite the people who may not, you know. And I think that that's really I think that's a good lesson, maybe to take out from all of this. And maybe you know Ben will change. Maybe he'll come around. Maybe Akini will finally see him for who he really is and call things off. Akini, if you're listening to this, please reach out to me. <laughs> um, you know, and, and, you know, but if, if he does bring a Keeney over here, you know, maybe, maybe there'll be a change. Maybe who knows, who knows what'll happen. You know, I'm not just going to say, oh yeah, rah, rah. Like everybody needs to be, you know, this, this big, tight, happy family, just because you're family. I definitely don't mm-hmm. believe that because your family can be toxic and you don't need the, that in your life. 
if somebody's toxic just because they're family boundaries, but <laughs> you know, maybe <laughs> that's a whole other subject, <laughs> but, but maybe when she comes out here and you know, if she comes out here, then, you know, maybe things will shift. You never know, you know? Um, but I do, I am, I think that'll probably wrap it up here. Uh, I want to thank you again for taking the time to talk to me uh, to take, taking the time that you have throughout the season, talking to me, trusting me with the information and talking to me again today, because I think this has been a really great educational and I hope that the listeners enjoy it. I hope they do too. And it's been a pleasure. So there you go. It's a uh, pretty intense, huh? <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> him and I are going to have to talk later. <laughs> <laughs> So we're moving on to shout outs from the dump. I only have one this week, and that is from a crazy anti-vaxxer who was up on my uh, Instagram page and in my DMs, decided to message me with all of this propaganda bullshit. Look, don't, if you're an anti-vaxxer, don't come at me with that shit. Just don't. Like, no, I'm not the person. Um, what else do we have going on? Uh, yesterday, I did an interview with Mary Payne Gilbert of the podcast Pain in the Pod. That's P-A-Y-N-E in the pod. It's a podcast about other podcasts. So she interviews podcasters. So she interviewed me. That will be up probably next week on her page. I will send out the link when that comes up. Uh, we did an interview uh, and for her regular show and for the Patreon. So that was a fun interview. She actually lives near me. So I went over to her house and uh, we got to hang out together. So that was fun. Oh, that's exciting. I've listened to, I think I've listened to like a couple of her things. So I'll definitely have to check her out a little more. She also co-hosts Pink Shade with Erin Martin on their, their episodes regarding... 90 Day Fiance and Love After Lockup. And they also do, the two of them do Hey Bunky, which is a Patreon where they go deeper into some of the Love After Lockup, 90 Day stuff, and like Welcome to Plathville and some of the other things that's on on Hey Bunky. So uh, if you guys haven't listened to them, uh, Pink Shade with Erin Martin, she also does a lot of stuff with Housewives. She's on every Friday night on Siri, Friday afternoon on more morning on Sirius XM with Jenny McCarthy and they talk and it's a lot of fun. And if, if you guys have not listened to pink shade with Aaron Martin, I highly recommend them. They're great. They're great people. And the show's a lot of fun as well as Hey Bunky. Do you so, know what station she's on? Uh, you know, I don't have, I know they, they always like switch around like, <laughs> what it is i'll have to look it up i was just wondering if you know a fan we'll look link it in the show notes probably yes um let's see what else uh merch and swag available on my website uh, talkersoffraud.com if you're interested in any merch either fraudcast branded or show branded we have fun stuff there take a look we have swag bags still available i got mine yay (laughs) there's a little funny story behind that because (laughs) I know you used my handle. <laughs> oh, yeah. I did. So there was a lot of commotion about, like, what, what is this box? 
<laughs> this random person. I used your, I your real name haven't. and your handle on the address. Yeah. Oh, my God. It was amazing. That's funny. At least it got to you. It made its way. <laughs> it did. It got to me. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Um, if you like what you're listening to and you want to hear more, please give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcast. We would appreciate it. It helps us uh, come up in the searches for, for people. And you can find me at frauded by TLC um, on Instagram. You can find us at the Fraudcasters on Facebook. And where can they find you? Uh, they can find me on Instagram, and it's uh, cactus underscore fruit underscore juice. I post sometimes exciting things, so I mean, <laughs> she's <laughs> she's been a ninety day fan from the jump. So so she's. Well before her ex-husband decided to go on the show and buy a bride. Yes, but I but I will say from him going on the show, I was introduced to the social media part of it, which has been very exciting. <laughs> it's a lot of like fun. there's this there's this whole new world on the side of ninety fiance. You don't just watch it anymore. There's like blogs and Instagram and I. Mm-hmm. It's a whole thing. It's exciting. You you can also find me on Instagram live on Friday nights, Frauded Night Live, Friday nights at 9.30 p.m. And I think that's about it. So thank you guys once again for joining us this week. I hope you enjoyed the interview. And we'll have a lot of good stuff coming your way before and after the holidays. And I am Frauded by TLC, and I'm dumpster diving so you don't have to. You can find your fraudcaster on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Frauded by TLC and on the web at talkersoffraud.com. This fraudcast has been produced and edited by yours truly, art by Sarah Daudi, music written, produced, and performed by Umami, segment producer at iHeartRealityTV Shows, further assistance provided by many unnamed fraud consultants. Hey, fraudcasters. You know, I used to find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting. They were the first thing to take off when I got home. But Skims has changed all that. You guys know I love my Skims Fits Everybody t-shirt bras. I own them in just about every shade now. I wear them every single day when I leave the house. And they are completely worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give. But what I was not expecting from them was how comfortable they are. Even the underwire bras that I wear all day, I barely even notice. Definitely not the first thing I take off when I come home anymore. Y'all, I'm a 36 double D and I've had a reduction and I've gone up and down and lost weight and gained weight and all the things. And the Fits Everybody t-shirt bra, I swear, fits me the best. I finally found a t-shirt bra that I can wear. But not only that, it is the best bra that I own. It holds the girls in so well. And let me just say, Hetero Life Mate really appreciates these bras too. Shop Skims Bras at skims.com. Now available in 62 sizes from a 30A to a 46H. Plus get free shipping on orders over $75. And if you haven't yet, please be sure to let them know that we sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select our show, The Fraudcast, in the drop-down menu that follows.